Welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle and myself, Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through each episode. Hello and welcome back to What's the Takeaway podcast. This is episode 29 and you're here with me, Julie. And Danielle. And Jacqueline. Hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I lost oh, my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> Straight so, okay. Episode 29, we are carrying on our look at characters from the Bible. And today we're going to go to the Old Testament and we're going to look at Job. And... Um, well, it's quite a big book of the Bible, 42 mm-hmm. books, so we can't, mm-hmm. we can't go into all the ins and outs. But Danny, would you like to take us through the, the historic biblical background? Yes, I'll give you some background, but I won't do it any justice. And I will probably be really, like, it's so hard to remember all these things about the book of Job. Um, I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind when reading the book of Job is that this is an incredibly well-written piece of literature. Mm -hmm. It is on par with the Iliad and Odyssey. It is on par with some of our greatest literature in the world, not just Christianity, just in the world. Um, It's writer, whoever he may be, and he is anonymous, which is amazing because Shakespeare put his name all over everything. But he is considered, (laughs) like, to be on the level of Shakespeare. Like, he's such an incredible writer. And the the writing style is so incredible because when you go into the way that it's written, and there's a lot of things I didn't know about this, which I totally love, but there are several languages used in the book of Job. So it's not just written in one language. It's written in several languages. Mm. And the author isn't even considered to be a um, an actual like Hebrew speaker he's considered to be probably more Aramaic and when he uses Hebrew they they, they sometimes believe that his use of the, the Hebrew is quite clumsy and a bit sometimes also eccentric mm. so he pulls on several languages I believe there's three languages used um I think that's um so the Hebrew language the Phoenician language Arabic some um, Babylonian so there's definitely a mix of languages in there. And I think what we're going to find out is the dude who wrote this book is really smart. Like he's a total intellectual, totally intelligent, on the par of Shakespeare. And what I love about that is I even think like the way in which the book of Job is written. So go read the book of Job. You might feel overwhelmed, mm. but hang with it. Remind yourself it's poetry. Okay. It's poetry and storytelling. But um, it's so beautifully written as such a piece of work that the guy who wrote it had such a massive knowledge. He's actually considered a polymath, which means he had knowledge of every subject, language, um, how to write animals, um, the the universe. Like he, maybe he was like Leonardo da Vinci of Christianity. Mm. Like I'm trying to find a way to describe his deep knowledge. And the book is extremely philosophical because, I mean, it's constantly the questioning of one's existence and their purpose and God's greatness and why do we have suffering? And, I mean, it's just all over the place. But let me just, I probably am going to repeat myself a lot because I just basically read my notes. I just read my notes in my own words. But So the author, Job, is anonymous. Um, Job does not seem to be an Israelite because he is um, said to be from the land of Uz. Uz, Uz, whatever. Um, which is modern Jordan or Syria. Um, and it's taking time. This this book was written around the time or the events are around the time 
of um, maybe Moses and during the era of the Bible patriarchs, which are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are our patriarchs in faith. So the book of Job is written um, differently from all other books of the Bible, which I just absolutely love. Like it's its own piece of work. Um, it does not reference any other book of the Bible. Um, and it took place long before. And the reason why it doesn't reference, they think, is because it took long before any other Bible, any other book of the Bible was maybe written. Um, they use Aramaic words. Um, they describe Aramaic customs. They The time and place of the language is how we kind of know where it's from because of the way the language is used. Um, it's a super literate book. Like it's considered to be highly literate. I can't talk enough about as a classical piece, what it brings to the world. And it's so crazy because the things that we do read and we call like all oh, these masterpieces, you know, the reality is, is this is truly a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know the whole Bible is a masterpiece, but this is a literary masterpiece. Paul was a great writer too, by the way, let's never, ever underestimate the quality of writing that the Bible gives us on an intellectual level, because we as Christians try not to overly intellectualize the Bible because mm -hmm. we want to make the cookie jar accessible to everybody to get a cookie. But the reality is it's um, an actual piece of work mm -hmm. and it's, it is what it is in society, even just in secular culture, because it does have such a historical mm -hmm. um, necessity to how history came about and what the timelines of life in history. So um, this guy is, like I said, he's a polymath, which means he knows everything about animals, plants, law, astronomy, anatomy, literature, everything, you guys. This guy was a smarty pants. And, and he has to consider to be a rival of Shakespeare in his writing. Um so he tells us this narrative about this man and this man's name is Job. And he's going to tell us about this suffering of Job. And just to give you like a historical context of what was going on. So we know it was around the time of the patriarchs, but some of the things that were going on in the rest of the world, I quite find interesting. I love stuff like that. Yeah, me too. So like at that time, sorry, my notes fell around, but I'll grab them. So at that time, just three important things. Um, the, 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 the Babylonians had just developed the mathematic system. So the Babylonians developed a mathematical system based on units of 60. I don't want to take that math class. No. Um, they also <laughs> divided a circle into 360 units. I wonder what that mm. would look like, by the way. So how smart are people at this time? So mm. I think this guy is right on his little intellectual par. Um, cotton was being used for the very first time. So beginning around 19 B 1900 BC, the Harp Harperans, these people, became the first to grow and weave cotton into fabric. So it kind of gives you a timeline of like what's going on around the world. The Mycenaeans arrived in Greece and they arrived north and they gained control of Greece. And this is the period of the Greek history written about in Homer and as known as the Harioc period of the Mycenaean age. So you've got things going on around. I think at this time as well, um, Egypt starts coming into its own and they start building um, like idols and temples in Egypt. So the world, things are happening around this and around the world. Mm -hmm. And this man writes this beautiful poem about a guy named Job from Uz. Mm. That's your history. It's quite a fascinating history. I know. I, I actually didn't realise that it was a poem. Yes. It's a very mm -hmm. long poem mm -hmm. if it's 42 chapters. <laughs> I know it's long, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, that's quite, mm -hmm. it's definitely, it's But quite you can see the poem in the prose between yeah. 
Job and how he speaks to God and how God speaks to mm-hmm. Job. And then mm-hmm. you see, like, it's so poetic how they talk to each mm-hmm. other. And then you see how, like, when Job's pals come around and how they're talking, and it is just this dialogue of, mm-hmm. of um, like, it's quite wordy. I mm-hmm. think that's what puts you off Job sometimes. It's 42 chapters. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly wordy. Yeah. wordy. <laughs> so I think if you're not, like, big on reading, it might be a bit much. Mm-hmm. But don't don't run away from it. It's totally worth it. It's got mm-hmm. some deep, deep, mm-hmm. good. It's basically all about, like, God and man. You know, it's yeah. really good. Absolutely. Do it. So my job now is to give us a snapshot of the 42. Good yeah, luck. That is not go easy. No. And I'm I'm not going to go through, obviously, obviously everything. So Job <laughs> was a wealthy man living Ooh. in a land called As, Us, is. Us, whatever. <laughs> um, he Use had it. a large family, lots of livestock, and he had a good life. He did. When described, he was called blameless and upright, meaning that he was a good guy, living right and trying to avoid doing evil. Um, Satan approaches God and talks to God about Job's goodness and basically says, you know what, he's only good like that because you keep blessing him so much. And Satan claims that um, that if he wasn't blessed as much, then you know, yeah. he wouldn't be as faithful to God. He's only doing good because you love on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God allows Satan to test Job mm-hmm. and the bold claim that he has made and, you know, save the bold claim that he's made about him and his goodness. But he was forbidden to kill Job. That's That was God says, you know, you can do what you want. Test as but much, you yeah. cannot kill him. You know, he has to remain alive. And that does show us that God does allow trials in our lives, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know, you get people you know, who I think assume that because you're a Christian, you're not going to come up against yeah. trials. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the case. Um, and test him, Satan did. He, Job had, I think it was four different messages about things that, you know, he lost his livestock, he lost his servants, he lost his children. Um, they all died. Pretty harsh trials. Mm. Um, but Job went, he went into mourning, but he kept praising God. Shaving his hair, you know, wearing sacks. Satan mm-hmm. meets with God again and gets further permission to keep testing him. This time it was bad skin condition, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Friends and family are saying to him, you know, you must be in sin. This is why you're getting punished mm-hmm. by God. It's funny, that's where we go. Mm-hmm. God's punishing you, mm-hmm. not Satan's putting you through trials. Um, He tells his wife, you know, his, his wife tells him, you should curse God and die. Job curses the day that he was born. Job, Job, I think I changed to from yes, Job to right. Job there, yeah, didn't I? You're American and Scottish. Yeah. Um, God meets with Job and calling to him in front from a whirlwind, I believe, mm-hmm. and demanding for him you know, to be brave and answer the questions that God has. Mm-hmm. And he answers, he asks Job big rhetorical questions. Just wanting Job to really acknowledge that God's unlimited power mm-hmm. and his unlimited knowledge in the situation. Mm-hmm. And God, you know, intercedes on his behalf with his, fr- you know, with his friends and he, God forgives him, doesn't he? And he returns his life to him. Twice as much property, cattle, and even, now when I wrote this down, I put new children. That wasn't really the right way to phrase it. <laughs> he replaced them. More children. them with, with, oh, keep, I don't want to say, with other children yeah so he had a family and i think we've spoke about job before where it doesn't mean to say because he get new kids that that replaces the kids that he lost yeah, absolutely no. not and didn't he live like 140 years after the trial yeah i think yeah. so mm-hmm. like something another crazy, 140 years yeah. yeah and there's a lot of kind of debate is that his wife is that a different wife you know mm-hmm. all these things but basically what we're looking at is the character of job 
you know. Mm-hmm. And just as the way that God came and spoke to Job in a whirlwind, that was a whirlwind snap mm-hmm. of of the book of Job. But basically just showing you, he did go through trials. He did find it hard. He was crying out. He was but miserable. But he still loved God. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sitting back going, well, that's okay. I'm you know, really jolly and happy because... I love God and trials are happening in my life. No, no, no. He was still, mm-hmm. you know, he was still miserable. Mm-hmm. People came around him, gave him advice, probably yeah. a bit unsolicited advice, wasn't yeah. it? And looking to the job being the the issue rather than, you God. know, aye, mm-hmm. God allowing these trials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is there anything there, girls, that you would add in that I've missed out? As I say, snapshot. Mm. Not that you've missed out, No. I think it's interesting that you said, like, people debate about who his wife is. And I think it's, like, it's this beautiful masterpiece, but we get so distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Julie, that's we've had the biblical background. Mm -hmm. We know it's a beautiful piece of poetry. We know that Job went through, oh, so, so much. Um, Actually, when I was reading about Satan speaking to God, if you ever, is it the screw tape letters? Screw mm-hmm. tape letters, yeah. Which are quite, take a wee while to get your head around them, don't they? Mm-hmm. But it's like, written about, you know, Satan and his demons, about how they're wanting to pull people down. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I see like Satan going from speaking to God, back to his lair, and going, this is what we're going to do to John. Mm-hmm. That's what I see there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the screw tape letters definitely take a while to mm-hmm. Yeah, it messes your with your head a little bit. It I remember really reading does. it as a teenager mm-hmm. and not, I had to stop because I was like, this is yeah. like... <laughs> One of the things you could do to um, understand the screw tape letters better is to listen to them on the actual... Because they're actually radio... Um, messages that c.s lewis gave on the bbc so i think you can access those probably somewhere on Mm -hmm. the bbc website because having him tell you the story yeah is much more different than trying to read it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do that yeah yeah they're quite fascinating Mm -hmm. so good but i think it's good to see to kind of see you know Mm -hmm. that a spiritual yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely anyway sorry julie if i come to you if you can give us how do we apply well, to our lives today. I think we can sometimes allow our circumstances to colour our view of God, make us doubt God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but Job didn't do that. Um, and, you know, God has a different perspective of the world and a depth of knowledge about our part in it that we could never, ever understand. Like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Um, and like you were saying, suffering is a part of life and Job did experience a lot of it in quite a short space of time, mm-hmm. I think, wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't mm-hmm. like a long drawn no. out. That part, it's like one passage yeah. really when he goes through all of that, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's quite intense. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he does remain faithful. However, he also does challenge God and question God um, and God responds to him by revealing just the depth of his wisdom through these beautiful poetic descriptions of creation and Job Job has this eye-opening moment where he's just deeply, deeply humbled and, you know, I think sometimes it can be like that for us as well when we, something happens and we we realise just how great he is. Mm -hmm. Not just his great love for us, but his wisdom is just unfathomable. Um, it's like a mystery even to us and, and that's humbling when we think about just like there aren't any words for it really um, and um, when I was preparing for this episode I watched the Bible Project video I don't know if you've watched it 
um, on job and they ended with this sentence that I really liked and so I wrote it down. They said, um, the book of Job invites us to honestly bring our pain and grief to God and trust that he cares and that he knows what he is doing. Um, you know, all going all the back and forth with Job's friends that got him nowhere. Um, just go to God. He went to God. He was honest with God. He asked God, you know, the things that were really on his heart and God opened his eyes to the expanse of of his wisdom Mm -hmm. that must have been a mind-blowing must have been mind-blowing that experience that Mm -hmm. conversation with god just having your eyes open to see really we have no idea like we just would never be able to comprehend Mm -hmm. um and so we can trust that he definitely knows what he's doing Mm -hmm. and we don't always have to know even a small part of what that is Mm -hmm. but we can trust them do you ever feel like when you're questioning something that's happening that you do just hear kind of God going, Did I, have I ever let you down? Yeah. Have I ever? So, you know, it's, again, it's like that kind of rhetorical question, isn't mm-hmm. it? Where, all right, no, wait a minute, it just makes you think. And, you know, it's not just for people in the Bible, you know, that God's there to converse with, is it? Um, and we have to just know that God's there mm-hmm. throughout it all, both at time. Yeah. He is allowing the trials. Yeah. He is as much as it might hurt or it might feel rotten, um, but it'll be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that his grace allows us to question him. His yeah. grace allows yes. us to come and be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and <clears throat> you know, he doesn't even directly answer Job's mm-hmm. questions. No. Yeah. He's just like, Well, wait a minute, let me just show you something else mm-hmm. and then Job's like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine that'll okay. do yeah. do you know though what he shows him is he shows him himself yeah like he constantly reveals yeah. to Job who he is through creation mm-hmm. through like he's like are you the one that flung the stars in the sky yeah. are you the one that holds Leviathan are you the one that does this no I'm that guy mm-hmm. and I think like in every conversation they have he's like take your eyes off yourself yeah mm-hmm. look up at me and I think, like, in that way, he's a really great counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they say the Lord is our counselor. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, he's a really great counselor because he's, like, take your eyes off yourself. Yeah. And you're suffering. Not that it... And you don't even even... You don't even see him act empathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even see him go, here, here, Job, come here and cry on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Let me put my arms... You don't see that. You see him literally get tough with them mm-hmm. and say, listen... Like you said, I'm not going to answer your question. Have you seen who I am? Yeah. And the more he points out who he is, I think all it does is actually reaffirm constantly to Job, who, like, my God is amazing. My yeah. God is mighty. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this is happening, mm-hmm. but he's amazing mm-hmm. and he's mighty. And I love, one of the things I love is that, remember a while ago we talked about praying continually? Mm-hmm. And we talked about how do you do that? And I think we see Job doing that. We see Job during his suffering being consistent conversation, Mm -hmm. constant conversation. I mean, granted, there was one stage where he couldn't go anywhere because he was so poorly, but the conversation never stopped. Mm -hmm. It was constantly crying out to God. And I think that's what's meant by that continual life of prayer, like that constant conversation. Why am I having to go through this? Mm -hmm. I don't think God's afraid of that question. You know, why am I having to go through this? What's the purpose in it? I don't understand why you would allow this. Like I've Mm -hmm. given my life to you. I've sacrificed everything. Why do my kids have to suffer? Why did you know in that conversation? But you're still going back to the counselor, yeah, God Almighty, who mm-hmm. is going to give you the answer to your question. 
And it's not going to maybe be the form you think it is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not going to be this indulgence or this pat on the back all the time. Yeah. It might be, hi, I'm God. Nice to meet you. <laughs> my name alone describes my authority. Yeah. And and what we have seen in the other two characters of the of, that we've covered, Eunice and, and Ruth, is that these were women that trusted God. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't know how what they were doing was actually considered trusting God, mm-hmm. but they were tr- they were walking it mm-hmm. out. And I think like we're seeing three characters who have devoted themselves in spite of their circumstances mm-hmm. to stay committed to the God of their salvation. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot to all of us. Yeah. You know? And we don't so. even do that on purpose. I know. That's God for you, though. Mm-hmm. There's a theme right there in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, I mean, there isn't a book in the Bible about someday that it, everything just went perfectly well for. No, not... Oh, there doesn't. Think, is there? No. Mm-mm. No, there doesn't, no. because there's Mm-mm. nobody that has just had this kind of... Mm-hmm. perfect life mm-hmm. and again 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 god shows us how people are in hardships and he can you know mm-hmm. redeem them out of it. yeah you know you might still if we look at eunice like we looked at last week you know she was still work, walking that christian of walk course, yeah but she still had trials mm-hmm. job is still looking to god still yeah naomi was miserable time, like mm-hmm. still god's yeah, daughter that's you know? it but you know Job here's shaving his hair off mm-hmm. and crying and cursing the day he was born. Mm-hmm. Still loves God, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the thing um, that we need to keep looking at to think, well, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, don't don't walk away when times are hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else that you would like to add in there about the Book of Job? Mm. I think there's a lot right mm. there. Mm. I know this is going to sound really corny, but will you allow me to be silly? Yeah. Don't stop believing. <laughs> no, but Graham feeling. might cut that out. Right, like recording. <laughs> no, but I honestly was like thinking like that. It, like what we see amongst these three characters mm-hmm. over the last three weeks is a determination in spite of their circumstances mm-hmm. to stay devoted and mm-hmm. believing in God. Because listen, there's so many times like so when I got saved when I was young, I got saved. And I am not exaggerating when I say this. There most of the community that I grew up with in my salvation plus my Bible college years are no longer walking with God. They mm-hmm. have just chosen to walk away, um, deny Christ, like, like, like overtly be op- apostate, like overtly, mm-hmm. not covertly, overtly make a public statement that I am now apostate. You know, I'm not walking with God anymore. And I think like, why, what stops us from walking with God? Like we can struggle and walk with God. Like you can have doubts about God. Mm-hmm. You can have doubts about faith. You can try to be figuring out how God feels about certain things in the scripture and still have a f- really good relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, none of us are ever going to have all the answers. And so I say like, no matter what you're going through, no matter how dark it is, no matter how bleak, no matter how like God seems foreign to you, because there are stages in my life where like I'll, I'll be really blunt and I'll be really honest right now. I totally struggle with um, the biblical view of sexual identity because I know that God does love everybody and he made everybody. But I also know that God has a structure for living in life. So how do I make these two come together? Do I just say I'm going to be inclusive of everything? No, I have to struggle with that. I have to wrestle with that. And it might it might alienate me from certain communities, but I, I'm not going to stop loving God over it 
Like, I'm not going to run away from God. Mm. I may not have all the answers as to how creation happened. You know, there are some people who that believe in creation came through evolution. There are some people who believe that creation came through this or cream. And they believe it's seven days. They believe it's a thousand years, whatever it is. I'm not going to stop believing in God because I don't know what day the whole thing started. Mm. Um, you know, and there are people that I know who have abandoned their faith for those types of things, but they've also abandoned their faith for like, there's no historical proper true references. And then there's science who's like, you know, you've got people like Dawkins coming, who's like not even a good example because he doesn't even make a good argument. But nonetheless, you have people coming against faith in the field of science. Mm. You have people coming against faith in the field of psychology, whatever it is. And always there will be someone to challenge what you believe from the outside of the world, okay, from Mm. the world. But then you have your own doubts, your own fears, your own anxieties. What happens if you have a, a, a relative who is choosing to live a lifestyle that you don't necessarily believe is biblical? Do you just walk away from your faith because of that? And you go, oh, I'm just going to accept that. All. No, you have to battle through that. You know, we've battled through children being disabled and having learning disabilities or difficulties. I'm not going to walk away from God. Like my dad was like, how dare God give you that problem when you've given him your whole life? Well, who am I? Mm. That the, the, What does the scripture say? It rains on the, the righteous and the unrighteous alike. Like who am I mm-hmm. that I would think that I am above any suffering mm-hmm. or any difficulty as a born again Christian? any trial, any struggle. So, so whatever it is like you're fighting and arguing and gnawing at, you take that to God and you mm-hmm. go through it mm-hmm. with him. And what I guarantee will happen is you will become like the author of Job. You will have insight and understanding, but then you will be like Job and you will have that devotion and that trust. And I do think in the end, your blessing will be greater, not necessarily in, in physical wealth, but you as a human being mm-hmm. will become a better Christian than what you were when you mm-hmm. started out. Mm-hmm. I think for people when they go through struggles, the easiest thing is to turn their back on God Amen. and blame God. Amen. You know, like, and say, yeah. well, why why did you give me a child that's going to need extra yeah. care and attention? Mm-hmm. Why? But what we have to remember is God sent his only son to die on the cross Amen. for us. So, you know, it's not as if he's going, well, you know, I'm doing that because I don't love you. Or I'm, you know, it's such a hard thing, isn't yeah. it? It mm-hmm. really is. And there's so many different things that we come up against in our life yeah. that really... It's so easy to worship and praise in the happy times, isn't it? Yes. When the sun is shining, we know the birds are singing in the trees. You know, this is great. It's when, it's when, you know, we get to the nitty gritty, when things get hard. These are the times we should be holding on for dear life. Yeah. These are the times that we should be in our word more mm-hmm. than anything else. But in such just the way that our human minds work, they're often the times that you kind of forget about that option of your life. Well, you know, what we you? do is we start to reconcile and yeah. reason within ourselves. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're not told to do that. In mm-hmm. the scriptures, we're told to reason with God. Come, mm-hmm. let us reason together. That your sins were as scarlet, mm-hmm. they shall mm-hmm. be as white as mm-hmm. snow. Like what you're struggling with is meant mm-hmm. to be taken to God, yeah, not absolutely. away from God. But what we end up doing is, all oh, right, okay, so this is happening. Mm-hmm. So now I need to know everything I need to know about this subject. Mm-hmm. And you get so distracted. Like when I think about, you know, looking into... Um, you know, the learning issues and stuff mm-hmm. like and really the process of it is you're finding what it is and then going to people going, OK, this is, you know, yeah. this is what fits the bill for my son. um But you immerse yourself in that world mm-hmm. and you're so caught up in that world that you you leave little time for other things, mm-hmm. don't you? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's 
quite a clever way probably Satan has of you know kind of keeping us away absolutely you know and you go you do oh wait a minute what about mm -hmm. that and you get distracted and you go away mm -hmm. and you look at something else or yeah you start to think that if you're going through a hard time that god has turned his back on you which yeah. we know he doesn't yeah but doesn't mean to say when you're in that hard time that yeah. your mind goes to a completely different place yeah but holding on to god in the hard times yeah and having people around about you that will guide you back mm -hmm. and not having the people that come around and go yeah. Well, you didn't send. And people that you can be honest with. You can say, listen, yeah. I'm absolutely struggling with dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And like people that you can be, f like you can be yeah. like uh, Naomi. Like you can uh -huh. say, I'm bitter right now. Mm -hmm. I'm totally bitter and I'm struggling. Or you can be like, I'm in the middle of a like, really bad mm -hmm. situation. And you can be real about that and have someone mm -hmm. say, hey, I, okay, let's, how do you yeah, want to deal with that? Do you absolutely. want my advice? Do you want me to pray for you? Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. That's important that you yeah. can be real with somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And know that when people come around with unsolicited advice, like I know people who have suffered with their health and things and they've had people, Christians come up to them and say things like, well, you shouldn't take any medication or you're not trusting yeah, God. Amen yeah, this illness that is down to your mm -hmm. sin and your life. Disbelief. Generate, yeah. da, 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 da. That's not for people to diagnose. Mm -hmm. And often it's not because people are being asked Maybe mm. there is some in your life. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I come to you and say, I'm having this issue, mm -hmm. that you might be able to say, well, have you considered this? Oh, no, well, wait yeah. a minute. But not just random people coming up and telling yeah. you. And I think in the kind of Christian world, that can be, you know, what people want to do. Yeah. They want to come up and fix situations yeah. for you. And yeah. I find that interesting. Yeah, what were you going to say, Jill? I was just going to say, yeah, they, they, like, they have the authority to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. they think they have the authority to, to do it. It's interesting, too, because comparatively speaking, Buddhism is a faith based on uh, embracement of suffering. Mm -hmm. So what they highly encourage is don't run from your suffering, embrace your suffering, and learn to live with your suffering. But the funny thing about that is it doesn't matter how many times Buddha says that. Jesus already said that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we see over and over from Genesis to Revelation how many times God shows himself to be faithful to mm -hmm. us in spite of what we're going through. So, mm -hmm. so comparatively, if the Buddhists, which I get upset about sometimes because I think, listen, if the Buddhists have got it right, what are we doing wrong? But why is it that Buddhists are so willing and carnal so not not carnal but um unsaved people are willing to say i'll embrace buddhism when buddhism really wants you to embrace your suffering where christ is saying not only do i want you to embrace it i want you to now actually give it to yeah. me i want you to uh -huh. sacrifice it because you don't have to bear that by yourself mm -hmm. and i want to be here to help you with the anxiety of it and the stress of it and the worry of it i want to help you through that mm -hmm. so we have a companionship who bears a lot of the burden mm -hmm. though at times we feel like job it's unbearable but the reality is is that we don't go through this alone and and, and all other comparative faiths it's all within yourself or you have to sort of um like there's no one to help you is i guess what i'm yeah. saying and and god is like you said he died mm -hmm. you know he died for that mm -hmm. that situation so we have an amazing faith. First of all, I just think Christianity is like the ultimate. But then we also have an amazing God. Mm -hmm. You know, like the put the person that we put our faith in is like worthy. And that's what Job is about. The mm -hmm. person like like Job, I am worthy mm -hmm. of your devotion. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so much. So Danny's challenge to you is to go read the 42 chapters of Job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the 42 mega, mega. It <laughs> might take all, you a year, but do it. That's all I keep saying is 42 chapters. It's 42 chapters. It's a bit chapters. overwhelming. Yeah. But do it. <laughs> do it. And do the hard things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, let, let the Bible be your distraction. Oh, I mm -hmm. like that. 
I just coined that phrase right there. Oh my gosh. I'm going to put that on our social media. <laughs> yeah, that's two things. My life, Bible book. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Bible <laughs> beads will be your distraction. Yes, okay. Um, Danny, what, what is your takeaway? Oh my goodness, I think I just said it all. I think you did as uh, well. What's yeah. your takeaway, Jules? I think I'm challenged to read Job. Because I have tried dun, dun, before dun. and I was like, oh, Do you want me to hold you just... accountable to that? Okay. <laughs> and I was like, this is just miserable. Like, it's just <laughs> so miserable. I don't even get to the part where God like <laughs> s- like starts yeah. showing him all these wonderful things. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this friends need to shut up and go yeah. home. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just couldn't get through it. Mm-hmm. So I will. Scotland you can, you can the, hold me accountable. Scotland is the first time I've ever heard the term Job's comforter. Oh. I've never heard that anywhere else until I came to Scotland. No? I've never heard it anywhere else. Hmm. It's very descriptive, isn't it? You're a Job's mm-hmm. comforter. Like, your friends just need to go home, mate. Like, mm-hmm. they're not helping. Yeah. Yeah. And well, sometimes they definitely We're quite don't. good at that in Scotland, aren't we? Yeah. What's my <clears throat> takeaway is... I'm going to ask you what you thought of the book once you've read the 40 <laughs> page. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, am I supposed to ask you every now and then, like, hey, Jules, how's it going, Joe? chapter are you yeah. on? Have Six you years later, you're going to be like, I'm on, finally on chapter 42, <laughs> Remember, Danny. it only takes 72 hours, apparently, to read the whole Bible. Right. What? Uh-huh. Anyways. <laughs> mm. <Yep. laughs> Anywho. Yeah, it's obviously for somebody that's not going to procrastinate yeah. and get distracted. That is, something shiny. That is definitely someone who has made the Bible their distraction. Yes. Maybe I need to listen to um, somebody read it. No, you know who's the best for reading the Bible to you, by the way, is Johnny Cash. Oh, Johnny Cash on the Bible, um, the whole New Testament. No, I'm I going to. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to. Sushi, what's his name? No, nope. nope. um, What's that nope. actor's name? I can't remember. You are both wrong. Who? David from our church. David. He from is. Church. The most animated person read the I'm Bible I've ever met. Oh, he's lovely. He's really? such a nice man. Right. Um, he's not Katie, Johnny Cash. Katie that comes to the women's. Oh, I know, but he I know is so David lovely. a little bit. He oh, Katie is lovely. Really I know David gets, from when we were teenagers. Yes, he is. Oh, I see David right now because he used to wear a kilt a lot. Ah, uh, did he? Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's, uh, I actually said to Colin, we should only ever have him reading oh, the Psalms. that's lovely. He's fabulous. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll get him. I actually think he used to record I'm going to ask. Oh, I think he's nodding. Graham's nodding. Graham's nodding, yep. honestly. Nice. I'm going to see if we can find he's him. He's better than Johnny Cash. I don't really know who Johnny Cash oh, is. Oh, Graham's saying he is. Graham's saying he is. He's nodding. Yes, he's better than Johnny Cash. David's awesome. Absolutely. He's such a nice guy. Who man. are you going to say, Jules? Um, I can't remember the actor's name. He, was, he played Poirot. Oh, David uh, Sushi. David Sushi. David Sushi. Yes. Does, does he read the yeah. Bible? Yeah. That would be weird. It'd be a very deep voice. <laughs> I don't think we're thinking of the same person. No, he's got a wee mustache. Yeah, yeah. Mustache. no, he's got a deep voice. Okay. Mm. Oh no, I'm thinking of the guy from um, Downton Abbey. Oh, oh, Carson. His voice would be good. Oh, in yeah. Carson Bible. would be so good. Yeah, would be yeah. So okay. Good. Yeah, David then yeah. Carson. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't. A keen, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't keen on like Morgan Freeman reading me the Bible. No, no I no. think I would enjoy Johnny Cash. Yeah. Johnny Morgan. Cash was great. Yeah, I love it. Like I love it. Okay, do it. Totally digressing. No, not really. Uh, we gave you some advice. Go read some. <laughs> if you can't read Job, get someone to read it to you. Yes. Or read it in these yes. different voices in your head. Aye. Uh-huh. 
Sim. Chapter one, John Cash. Fun. Keep it in chapter two, David from Carlew. <laughs> <laughs> chapter three, Carson from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Hey, wait, have you guys listened to Matthew McConaughey? He reads the Bible, too. Oh, you're oh, joking. I, could <gasps> I would love that. No. Matthew McConaughey. He reads like, Corinthians or Colossians or something, and it is so rad. Do you know how it's I, really good. I get him mixed up with um, Owen Wilson all the time? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't think I could listen to either of them read the Bible. I could Owen Wilson is uh, Lightning McQueen's voice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I, I get mean, them mixed maybe up. Maybe the, the kids would like that, but you know, I not. think I could listen to that. Oh, and Wilson, now. Do you know how many times I've Wilson? watched Cars? Like, yeah. it's actually, do you know what would be really Cars fun? today oh, is no, definitely a big, big <laughs> film in our house. <laughs> okay, once we go off here, <clears> yeah, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. Like, okay, right, Danny. I don't even know if we did takeaways or anything. Anyway, takeaway is. We talked a lot. Yeah, we, talked we, did, a lot. we did. We did. We, we did. took That's away. Fine. Yeah, you I've can tell us your plot. takeaway. Listeners, you, you chime in on the social media and you tell us your takeaways. You know yes, people please. are going to come back telling us who they want to read the Bible, not their takeaway. Oh, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, I can totally that's have a conversation about that. You, if you come back to us and you say you want David to read the Bible, we can get Jacqueline to work on that. Yeah. She can pull like her pastoral wife strings, oh. whatever those are. Oh, I, don't think, really, go, I don't think they exist. Hey, honey, can you ask David to read the Bible for my ladies on the podcast? It's like, he's awesome. Yeah. But I'm going to look in, it might be recorded somewhere. Ah. Is that Graham's nodding? So I'm going to look in. We play an excerpt uh, next time. Quite strong, like yes, and it, but he, a little he's bit. Just, he's got a such bit. a passion for the Word of oh. God. Oh, like really oratory, yeah, right. like really in. Um, I'm a little bit jealous right now. I want to mm, hear this dude. Yeah, he's All right. so good. Maybe one day he'll be like a guest. And we yeah. could just go, could you? <laughs> Who was that that said if they were just reading the phone book, I would be happy? There was like a movie and she oh. was like, I love him so much that if he was just reading I the phone think, book, I'd be content. I, I know what you're talking so, about. So what we should just do is like David could sit here. We could read all the scriptures. Mm-hmm. David Revelation chapter 9. Yeah. <laughs> David you do would not fall asleep if David reading the Bible to Okay, you. that's rad. <laughs> he should be a Sunday school teacher then. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. He does actually teach at our church every now and again. Mm-hmm. I've never actually heard him because he's like covers when we're not there. Oh, right. But I've oh. heard he reads the Psalms every now and again in the morning. So, anyway, totally digressing now. Right. Okay. Danielle, would you like to pray for our listeners, please? Yeah, Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to just kind of explore the Word of God and to see it from different perspectives and to see, Lord, that um, you've given us a beautiful gift. Genesis Revelation is just a precious, beautiful gift written for your children. And God, I pray for people out there that are really struggling to get into it, Mm -hmm. to just really open up to like the first page and just start slowly, not to be, you know, I mean, if you want to be voracious, go for it, but just really to help people build on their faith, Lord, because how do we know what we believe? We know what we believe by hearing it and reading it, God. So I pray for those of us who are struggling to get in the word. Help us, God. Give us a a routine. Give us an idea or a plan. Mm -hmm. And Lord, for those who are deeply into your word and are studying it and have become just these great scholars of it, would you, Lord, just continue to bless them and encourage them and give them insight and wisdom? And Lord, thank you for these saints because they're the ones that educate us a lot of times, Lord. I pray for suffering, Lord, that we would not doubt your commitment to us because of our suffering, that um, we would not um, doubt your um, love and devotion to us because anyone who's willing to give up their one and only child for someone who's half-hearted in faith 
is um, the most amazing of all things, God. So I just we just want to tell you that we love you, Lord, and thank you for seeing us through the trials and tribulations that we have been through, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would encourage and lift up those who are suffering right now, um, whether it be a mental suffering, a spiritual suffering, a physical suffering, that you would lift them into your presence, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on them and give them the grace they need, give them the wisdom they need, give them the um, the friends that they need, Lord, the community they need, that you would minister to them on every level, Lord. I pray for anybody out there that doesn't know you and they're terrified. You know, they're like, "What? who is this God that these ladies keep talking about? What is this that they get excited about? You know, Lord, that you would slowly start working on their heart, revealing yourself to them, taking away the blinders from their eyes, you know, taking away the covering of their heart, the hardness of their heart, and really just touching the people out in Scotland who need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that um, that you, Lord, would just open the eyes of this nation, open the eyes of this country, that they might return to the, the God of um, the universe and the God who actually you know, has really been faithful to Scotland, Lord. And I pray all of this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us, and we hope that you'll join us next time. God bless. Bye. Bye. so glad you joined us for this episode. If you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too, please, would you do us a favor, like, share, and review the podcast. Also, you could leave us a wee message of what your takeaway was from the episode. This helps us get the message of God's goodness out to more people. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, links in bio. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace.